0: This is Trek FM. Helling frequencies open, this is your Trek FM hyperchannel for Saturday, June 14th, 2014. I'm Christopher Jones, and we have two stories for you today Star Trek set to invade Boston, and Data and Geordie get big heads. First up, as Chicago recovers from a Trek invasion, the next city bracing itself for impact is Boston. On Saturday and Sunday, June 21st and 22nd, Star Trek actors from across all series will land at the John B. Hines Convention Center, headlined by Captain Sisko himself, Avery Brooks. Joining Brooks will be Walter Koenig, Robert Picardo, Terry Farrell, Robert Beltran, Tim Russ, Connor Trenier, Dominic Keating, Anthony Montgomery, Robert O'Reilly, J.G. Hertzler, Max Grodenchik, Aaron Eisenberg, John Billingsley, and Garrett Wong. So there's a really great lineup coming here. Someone from every single series. And I have to tell you, I wish I were in the Boston area because I would love to see Avery Brooks in person. Everyone talks these days about his appearance in William Shatner's The Captain's documentary. And some people have called him Crazy Ave. I've heard this one as well. He's definitely very eccentric. There's no doubt about that. But boy, he would be so much fun to see in person and just listen to him talk there on stage. I will say about the captains, if you haven't watched the follow-up series that William Shatner did called Captains Close Up, if you haven't watched the one with Avery Brooks, you need to go watch that because yes, he's still eccentric, no doubt, but it feels toned down or maybe it's because... That episode focuses just on Avery Brooks, but I found it really, really interesting and a better presentation of him than what we saw in The Captains. So check that out if you haven't seen it yet. It's it's on Netflix now, in fact. Uh, originally, it was on Epics HD, which is something that I, of course, have no access to, and I think a lot of people don't either. But you can watch it on Netflix now, and I think you can get it from Amazon as well. So check it out. It, it's really nice. I actually really enjoyed the standalone episodes that he did with each of the captains there. As for the convention, Grodentic and Eisenberg will be there in full makeup as Rom and Nog. O'Reilly and Hertzler will be there, appearing as Galron and Martok as well. So it'll be a great chance to see them in costume, in makeup again. I believe that what I have heard is that O'Reilly and Hertzler will not be in makeup for the photo sessions, but only for on stage. I'm not positive about that. So you'll have to check. Keep your eye on Creation Entertainment's website, and I'll put a link in the show notes to that just to be sure about that. But there will also be a music video contest. There will be science panels with Ira Mark Egdahl, and Egdahl is someone who worked for 35 years in the aerospace industry. He now teaches courses on modern physics at the University of Miami, Florida International University, and Nova Southeastern University, and he's also a science writer for DecodedScience.com which is a website that's dedicated to explaining the latest science news in plain language. So that'll be really interesting if you want to go behind the scenes of Star Trek from a science perspective, just some of the concepts that are in there. It would be fascinating to me for sure. So tickets, what are we looking at for tickets here? Well, the Gold Weekend package is $210. Of course, that's the all-inclusive package where you you get tickets for both days and you get reserved seating and... Preferential treatment on on things there. So $210 on that. The silver weekend package is clearly the most popular. It is sold out. So if you don't want the gold weekend package, you're going to need to go for preferred admission, where single days are $40 each. That does get you reserved seats. There's also general admission for both days, just $40. So you can get Saturday and Sunday for the same price as a single day of preferred admission, but it's non-reserved seating. And then there is the single day general admission option, which is $20 a day. So a number of options there for you to get in if you're in the Boston area on June 21st and 22nd to see everyone there at the convention. Well, let me know if you're going. I know we have a number of listeners in the Boston area. We have some frequent guests on the shows, like a Michael Fisher who live in the Boston area. So I'd love to know if you're going. And if so, who are you most looking forward to seeing? And then if you do go, be sure and let us know afterwards how it was. Next, there is no doubt that data and Geordie are smart. I mean, no one can pull off an engineering plan or a technological ploy and then give a PowerPoint about it like these bosom buddies. But sometimes all that smarts goes to your head, and this seems to be the case with the latest offering from Biff Bang Pal. I hope I said their company name with enough excitement there. It does have an exclamation mark at the end of it. Biff, bang, pal! Well, these guys have something special for those attending San Diego Comic-Con in July. They have a set of bobbleheads of Data and Geordi as Sherlock and Watson. These are 7-inch scale sculptured and painted resin. And each figure includes a Baker Street-themed backdrop and accessories, and that includes Sherlock's pipe. Now, I don't know how that works, because with action figures where you can bend their arms around and they have hands where you can actually attach accessories, that's one thing. With these bobbleheads, I'm not sure what you're going to do with the pipe, but maybe I need to see it in person to find out. But these are going to be available at first only at San Diego Comic-Con, so I will not get to see those firsthand. They're going to be limited to just 1,500 pieces. Now, if there are any units left over after Comic-Con, you'll be able to purchase them at entertainmentearth.com. Each set of two will sell for $30, and these are going to be at BiffBang Pal's booth, number 2343, there at the show. So if you're going there... Check them out and see what you think about them. And I'm curious what you think about these types of collectibles because I was watching Twitter and a lot of people have been tweeting pictures of these and saying, wow, these are so cool. And oh, so cute. I can't wait to get these. And I'm just curious because I like to collect things, but bobbleheads have never really been my thing personally. I don't quite understand the appeal of bobbleheads. Maybe that's just something strange about me. I don't know. I'm curious. There are certain types of collectibles that come out that I think are brilliant and I can't wait to get my hands on them. And there's a lot of stuff that comes out, not just for Star Trek, but for all kinds of franchises where I'm kind of scratch my head and go, Hmm, well, that's a thing. And I just wonder sometimes about the types of products. Now, bobbleheads are not necessarily in that category, Bobbleheads, I know, do have a fairly wide appeal to people. And these are cute because they are Sherlock and Watson. So I agree with people who tweet that they are cute. But I'm just curious from you. I'd like to get a feel from the wider audience of what types of Star Trek collectibles really catch your eye and really move you to go out and buy them. So let me know. And also, if you're headed to San Diego Comic-Con, let me know if you'll be picking these up. You can find me on Twitter. My username is c brian jones. That's the letter C and Brian with a Y. And you can find the network account at TrekFM. So shoot us some messages about these stories and let us know what you think. Now, I have a network update for you to close out the show. And we have one new show for you today. And this is the episode of The Orb that I promised was on its way. Matthew is still away on his Section 31 mission. He's going to be back soon, but he's not back yet. So this week... I am joined instead by Larry Nemichek to discuss casting DS9. It's the first of a two-part discussion that Larry and I had as we try to dig up the spotty background of DS9's casting and how the characters were first set up and how they evolved as a result of the actors that were selected. Now, I say spotty background because DS9 is the one series where, although we do know things we don't have the depth of information that we have about the next generation or Voyager or Enterprise when it comes to casting and all the different people who are brought in and all the ins and outs of the process. As with so many things about DS9, the show kind of lived in the shadows of the other shows, which I think is a good thing because I think that's one reason that the writing is so good. They were just left to do what they wanted. And it turned out well for them. But we try to dig up some things about the casting here. So hopefully you'll find that show interesting. And you'll find it in your feed right now if you subscribe to the individual feed for The Orb or the Trek FM Complete Master Feed. And of course, you can get those in all the places where you get your podcasts. iTunes, Stitcher, Tune, and Spreaker Swell, BlackBerry, SoundCloud, and more. Just look up The Orb. Look up trek.fm. And you'll find us there, and you can go to our website to the show page, and you can stream from there, and you can also grab the RSS link and put that into your favorite third-party podcast application on your smartphone or your tablet. And also for you book fans out there, watch for a new episode of Literary Treks coming on Sunday, where we're joined by David R. George III to go behind the scenes of his new Lost Era novel, One Constant Star, and it's a really good novel, by the way, so tune into that. If you haven't read it already, we don't spoil it in the interview, so you could listen without reading, but I I highly recommend it. Pick up One Constant Star and tune in and listen to us talk to David about how that book came to be. Well, that's our look at the news for today. If you're streaming the show from our website, remember that you can have it delivered directly to your device of choice, by subscribing to the Hyper Channel show feed or to the Treka Film Complete Master feed, which contains every episode of every show we do. And I really do encourage you to subscribe, especially with Hyper Channel because it is a daily, and it's great to just have that pushed right out there to you, and it helps us out as well when you subscribe. Now, I'd love to chat with you about the stories today or anything in the world of Star Trek. As I mentioned earlier, you can find me on Twitter. My username is c brian jones, the letter C, and Brian with a Y. You can also find me anywhere on social media with that same username. But I do prefer Twitter for chatting, so hit me up there if you'd like to talk about Star Trek. You can also find the network on Twitter. Our username is TrekFM. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TrekFM. And on Google+, we have a community. Just search G+, Communities for Trek.FM, and you'll find us there. We also have forums on our website at Trek.FM slash forums. We have a contact form there as well, Trek.FM slash contact choose to send to a show and choose Hyper Channel, And that will come to me by email. And you can even send us a voicemail from the website. Just look in the sidebar and you'll see a widget for that right there. Well, thanks everyone for listening. I hope your weekend is going really well. I'll be back tomorrow with some more stories for you. And until then, go watch some Trek.